This is Pulse 95. It's a Shaja story. Pulse 95 Live. From cover to cover. At the Sharjah International Book Fair. The book in all of its circumstances is the best of companion. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to our special coverage of the third largest book fair in the world. Right before the break, we were talking to all of our visitors and getting their feedback on what they think of the Sharjah International Book Fair. But now we're going to be hearing from the authors themselves. And who better than to start with the best-selling author, Kathy Rikes. That's right. Uh, Kathy Rikes is a forensic anthropologist and a renowned crime writer. Her books are best-selling all around the world. And in fact, she's uh, associated with a lot of popular TV shows, including yes. Bones mm-hmm. as a consultant. She, I love Bones. She, it's a great show. It's such a fun show. She lends her academic background and uses it to enhance her fiction and make it more real and immersive. And that's what I talked to her about, the process of writing her fiction and how to keep that mystery going. So here is author Kathy Rikes. So first of all, welcome to the Sharjah International Book Fair. Can you tell us a little bit about how your experience has, has been so far of the fair? I've had an amazing experience so far. Um, the fair is incredible. The, I addressed a school group a couple of hours ago and they were awesome. They had the best questions and they were so interested. They were actually taking a course in forensic science, so it was right up my alley. And um, the facility for the fair is beautiful. My hotel is beautiful. Loving it. What I find very interesting about you is you have that scientific background. You're a forensic anthropologist. How did you start writing crime fiction? I was a professor at the University of North Carolina in Charlotte, and um, a couple of things came together in 1994. My kids were talking about going to university, which is quite expensive uh, where I live, so I was thinking, how could I make a little extra money? And I had just worked on a serial murder case in Montreal, so I had a good central idea for a story. I take the, the, the core idea and then change everything. So, you know, that the motivation and then the idea and that came together and I decided I would just give it a try. I would keep working on it until I finished the book and then I would submit it and see if anybody wanted to buy it. And how did that go? How was the reception? <laughs> that actually went really well. Um, the first publisher to whom I mailed it, and that's what I did, I just mailed it to a publisher, which is insane. <laughs> that You just don't do that. The first publisher to whom I sent it bought it, and Scribner, and that's my current Scribner, is my publisher right now, 20-some years later. And as a scientist... When, you put, when you're writing a book, it must be pretty hard to keep that terminology that you've known for years away from that. I mean, how do you write something like that with the background that you have without alienating readers with all that scientific jargon? That's a very good question, and that is the key to being an academic or being a scientist and trying to write fiction, is you cannot rely on all that jargon that you use with your colleagues. You know, you talk to each other in that kind of shorthand and you know what you're saying. You can't do that. You have to find, and it's almost the same skill you would use in addressing a jury. You have to take a complicated topic and put it in, you don't want to dumb it down, but you have to put it in understandable terminology so that it's not only brief, but um, it's understandable to your reader and it's entertaining to your reader, which is not necessary if you're writing a textbook. So that's, I think, a skill in writing science-driven murder mysteries. The other question I have is, because we're talking about murder mysteries, 
you got to keep the mystery going. You got to keep the reader asking questions. How does that go about? How do you keep it going so that the reader is continuously wondering, okay, what, who did it? What's happening? Oh, it's hard to say how you do it. It's fair to plant clues all along the way. That's part of the game because I think readers of murder mysteries like to try to solve the puzzle before the author tells them the answer. And I know as a reader, if I do figure it out, I'm a little disappointed in the author. So you do want to keep them guessing and you do want to throw in those twists that they're not expecting. It's fair to throw in red herrings as long as you tie it all together at the end and everything makes sense. Um, I intentionally, and I've been accused of this and it's true, <laughs> I intentionally leave hangers at the end of every chapter, a hook that's going to get you to go to read the next, even though you've said to yourself, that's it, I'm done, I'm going to bed, it's four o'clock in the morning. You leave that little hook at the end of the chapter so that they keep reading the next chapter and the next chapter. And I think you do the same with the clues and the twists that you throw in. What to you makes a good crime thriller or a murder mystery? I know it's a really out there question, very broad, but... I guess it's the big three in any book, whether it's a mystery or a romance. You've got to have characters that people care about, and you've got to have a good setting that gives atmosphere to your story. And to me, that's really important, whether I've got my story going on in Montreal, you know, French Canada, or whether it's going on in North Carolina. And you've got to have a good storyline. So I think you have to combine all three of those. And um, yeah, that's what I try to do. Rikes has definitely brought her own dramatic work experience to all of her forensic thrillers. I mean, she has taught some many important FBI agents how to detect and recover human remains, and definitely a lot of skills that only someone as experienced as her could have given. But what else do we have in the lined up for us today? Yeah, the Kathy Rikes story is fascinating, and for her to be able to write fiction that is stripped of that scientific jargon that she had been familiar with all along with her expertise as a forensic anthropologist and make it relatable to a common reader yet still convincing is a marvel. There's so much that goes on into the process of writing fiction. But coming up, we have somebody who's pushing the limits mm -hmm. mentally, physically, someone who's challenging himself. I don't himself. know what he can't do. He can literally do everything. It's marvelous. And he's going to be on our studio after five o'clock to talk to us about what it means to elevate yourself in that manner, to challenge yourself and take yourself in positions that are extremely uncomfortable and even downright dangerous. Jordan Wiley, ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned right here on Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. It's Pulse 95.